Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Well, my hand, I favor nothing, it's nothing broken, nothing absent from your lives that are needed. Three times three, somebody will be, but it's the fourth turn that releases the key. I am that I am, and you are that you are, and that is enough. Come to you on the level, I will be blunt with my words, and I'll leave you in the square. All that taken care of. Welcome to From an Initiate number 43. All right, I'm just going to start where I start. Look, TV programming. Brainwashing and Frequency Rue. I've already done those podcasts. They're way back yonder. I'm not going to re-record them. I keep getting asked about how TV programming works. Well, the second podcast I did was called TV Programming. And then later on, maybe six months down the road, I did another one called Brainwashing and Frequency Woo. Tribute to a buddy of mine, Cliff Eye. So, uh... You know, uh, you want to know how it works? Those two podcasts are less than two hours, and they would cover the whole thing. All right? Now, you have to be careful, though, because I always talk about television. And I forget to mention that your 144 hertz computer screen does the same thing. Your phone does the same thing. 72 hertz repetition rate, or refresh rate, however you want to say it. So uh, your cell phone and your computer screen both have the blue backlight with the strobe and the hertz repetition rate, or refresh rate, however you want to say it, that uh, does the same thing that your TV does. So, you know, even podcasts, social platforms, you know, social social media platforms, um, chat rooms can have an effect. You absorb... This stuff, even if it's subconsciously, you know, you're flipping through a social media platform and you're seeing all these, you know, things that you really don't give a damn about. You're still taking it in subconsciously. And if you have that blue backlight and that refresh rate and the flashing strobing into your eyes, you are absorbing things, even if it's subconsciously. Just pointing that out. You know, black mirrors. You know, black mirrors are black mirrors. It doesn't matter if it's a television screen or your computer or your phone. They're still black mirrors. And, you know, it's not like people weren't warned about this stuff. I will flat out tell you, even with the phone that I have that has no blue backlight, it still has a refresh rate. And I very rarely watch anything. You know, I really enjoy the fact that people will put stuff up with... Uh, Images and diagrams and historical texts and references and stuff like that. I really do enjoy that when they put it up on the on the screen. But the odds of me actually seeing it are almost nothing. You know, I do radio style programs or podcasts, whatever you want to call it. I do radio style for a reason. I don't want you looking at your screen. <laughs> You know, everybody's like, well, you could do video. Well, yeah, I could. But I'm not going to. I do not want you looking at your screen while you're listening to me. I just want you to listen to me. I don't want your eyes affixed to the screen because 
a very good example is I do the Jonah deep dives with uh, Jonah on the end of the week. And uh, there are a lot of images, a lot of documents he could pull up, and we could do a whole video. But there's two problems with the video. The first one is, is it takes up a lot of data. It takes up ten times more data than just doing an audio file. The second problem I have is, is if I do a video, that means that you have to look at your screen. And I would just assume that you did not. You can listen to me on your phone. You can listen to me on a download file on your computer. You can listen to me on an MP3 player. There are a lot of ways to listen to me. But if I do a video, you have to watch. And I don't want you watching your screen. You know, they say that there are subliminals in the audio signals from different websites and so forth and so on. I can't prove that. I can show you that the technology is there, that a sub, sub sound, which means you can't hear it, a subhuman hearing frequency, a frequency or many frequencies in oscillation are under digital radio signals. There's no reason for me to suspect or not suspect. I don't know. But there is no reason for me not to think that uh, they use the same underlying digital audio in your television, on your websites, like YouTube and whatever, and in movies. There is no reason for me to think that just because we know that they've been doing it with the digital audio signals of radio. Well, if they're going to do it that way, why wouldn't they you double up on everything that they're doing to you with your visual Right, because you don't watch television without audio. You don't watch YouTube without audio. You don't watch any videos online without audio. And they're all digitized now. So why would you or I think for a minute that they're not using every weapon at their disposal to manipulate people's belief systems and to ma manipulate people's understanding? I mean, there's... I mean, seriously... Why would you think any differently? I, I wouldn't think any differently. So, uh, you have to be careful. You know, frequency rates, underlying signals, underlying images. You know, I talked about how DVDs have several hundred frames per second you don't see. And Blu-rays have almost 2,000. The frame rate, the frame rate for... Uh, Blu-rays are between 18 and 2300, and you see three. The frame rate for DVDs is between 760 and 11, I think, and you see three, three to five. Some people see as much as six or seven, but still, that means that there are still three, three to 500 that you aren't seeing. Um, you know, what about? Let me give you an example with your black mirrors. You have your cell phones, right? Your your portable black mirrors. Let me give you a very, very good example. You know, your Blu-ray, Blu-ray, your Bluetooth will be turned on even though you stopped it and haven't been using it. You'll have applications on your phone turned on on a regular basis that you don't use. Well, what would they be using those for? Check out the access that those things have. They have access to your memory. They have access to your audio, your camera. You know, I denied access and permissions to every program that I don't use that I was able to deny access now there are some of them within your cell phone that you cannot deny permission for for the audio for the uh, files for video you cannot deny them permission 
it's like whoa um so you so you you know i shut everything off i go i go through this routine about every four hours and i check all the applications on my phone that i don't use and i don't want active and i force stop them four hours later i'll check them again and they will be reactivated against my will including some applications that you know for social platforms and what have you they will reactivate themselves even though i have forced stop them and of course if you disable them completely then you lose all the updates so they're just going to suck data out of you when you try to use them again but you know you can force stop them um and somebody says man that's a waste of time they're just going to turn it back on well no that's not a waste of time because it's off while it's off um somebody told me that they're going to start a pulse signal where they're going to reactivate them constantly There'll be a pulse signal from the cell phone tower that will reactivate all this shite on your phone like every hour, every 30 minutes, every 10 minutes. I have no idea. One guy said every 30 minutes, one guy said every 10 minutes, which means you are virtually a prisoner of your cell phone. Because if the Bluetooth is on on your phone and they have access to your camera, then they can look around you wherever you're at. They can look around you, and you will never know it. Just saying. Um, there are other applications on your phone that can be used in various ways, like the audio. They can listen to you without your permission. You know, I have said, ever since I started my podcast, if you have a cell phone, you need to throw it in an old, heavy microwave. Uh, the microwaves are about the size of a small TV, um, but they're heavy as hell. I mean, you know, it's all you want to do to carry it. But it is double-lined, and it is well-made. Preferably, you could find one from the 80s that no longer works. It doesn't make any difference. Just cut the damn cord off of it. Stick your phone in there when you're not using it. Any time of day. Stick it, Leave it on if you want. Shut it off if you want, but just stick it in there when you're not using it. Especially when you're sleeping. I'm just saying. You know, shut your Wi-Fi off. You know, you got Wi-Fi for your computer in your house. Shut the shit off. I mean, I don't know how many examples we have to show what Wi-Fi does to plants when it's on. Plants won't grow when it's on. Shut it off, and they'll grow really well. You'll see, you'll see sprouts within 24 to 48 hours when you shut the Wi-Fi off. Well, if it's doing that to plant growth, what's that doing to you and your kids and your pets? I mean, we know what Wi-Fi does, especially the new 5G generation of Wi-Fi. The signal was so damn high that it's unsafe levels. Of course, they don't care. It violates every safety issue, every safety uh, note issued by the FCC. But so do cell phones. So do smart meters. If they gave a rat's ass about your health, you would never have a smart meter in your home. It would have been banned Cell phones would have been banned until they figured out a way to insulate them so that you weren't getting a constant RFR signal causing cancers and tumors and damage to your cellular tissue. Just saying. Laptops would have to be insulated so that if it was on your lap, you weren't getting your testicles irradiated. Wi-Fi would never be allowed anywhere that there were children because it sterilizes. It sterilizes both males and females. And here's the other thing that's ironic about Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi and high frequencies like these box stores have, or schools for that matter. If you are a pregnant woman carrying a female child, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you are a pregnant woman carrying a female child, you are sterilizing your female child before she's ever been born. The Wi-Fi is literally frying every egg she'll ever have. 
while she's developing. You know, and you all can look up the timing of it, but it still doesn't matter because you're exposing that child to Wi-Fi that passes through the mother and uh, affects the child's development anyway. Main thing to worry about is, is if you are pregnant and carrying a girl baby, when she is born, she is born with every egg she will ever have in her lifetime, and you are sterilizing those eggs of your daughter, making her sterile by being exposed to these high-frequency 4G, 5G Wi-Fi fields. It is a scientific fact. <laughs> believe me, don't believe me, I don't care, I know. So, distractions versus doing your thing. You know, it's another form of manipulation. All the stuff that you're seeing online and on the social media platforms that you didn't ask to see are just distractions. Just distractions. You know, uh, I like to watch podcasts, but I will be honest. Anybody who listens to me, I can flat out tell you that 99% of the time, I will watch the mandatory five minutes of your podcast. I will hit like, and I will put a comment in to boost your algorithms. Which is more than some people do. I know some people who never check out anybody else's podcasts. Never even bother. And, you know, they're still good friends, but they just don't have time. Or they just don't make the time. Me, I try to. Obviously, I can't get everybody's. Because I'm not going to go surfing all over the internet and different websites and different web pages. You know, if you're on BitChute, I might hit you. If you're on Rumble, not likely. Because Rumble just eats up way too much data for whatever reason. If you're on Rockfin behind a paywall, you will never see me on Rockfin. I'm not paying for it. I'm just not. I'm not paying for a membership on Rockfin. I realize that those are there are people who have studios. There are people who, the only thing that they do for a living is podcasts. I'm cool with that. But uh, I'm not paying for it. So, you know, if you pop up on, on YouTube, which I'm just about done with, if you pop up on YouTube, I'll say like, and I'll make a comment, even if it's just my hand, I'll favor all. That way, you know. Um, if you're on Twitter and I see something come up, I'll try it. You know, I hit like. Sometimes I'll make a comment. But that doesn't necessarily mean I watch the whole program. Um, the, iron, the irony of Twitter is, is I have gone through day after the day after and seen posts that I knew I liked. I actually watched the whole thing. And podcast and and made a comment. So not only did I like it, but I made a comment on it. And the next day, my like and comment were both removed, even though there was nothing. You know, the comment might have been just great podcast. Thank you, my hand. I favor everybody. Um, and the like are both gone. Just gone. Um. But distractions are another form of they're another form of manipulation. They want you distracted and looking at all these other things instead of taking care of what you need to be taken care of, which is yourself and those immediately around you, those that fall within your sphere of influence. You know how many times have I said you know, distractions? I talked about the theater of consciousness in one of my from the initiates to try to explain it better. You know, the theater of conscience is physical and mortal distractions. Don't get me wrong, you know, if you're deathly sick, then that is a distraction that you're stuck with until you figure out that you're not really morally sick. And that there are codes that you could take that would get rid of that. You know, the plants, 
and the plants are your cheat codes you know if you ever played video games um, in video games you can go out into the woods and grab this thing and go get rid of poison or you can go out and grab this stone and mix it with that and it gets rid of this ailment from the game but you got to know how to combine the stuff or you got to know how to find it or you got to know which one's which you know you carry herbs with you for healing right well the video games gave it away you all it is a cheat code built within this matrix this holographic humanarium that you can use that will offset the other cheat codes being used to make you sick it's that simple they're using cheat codes to make you sick. Well, there are plants all around you that have the coding to eliminate their bad codes. It's like getting an IT guy to go through your program and, oh, look, this is a bad line. Let me fix that. Well, that's what plants do. Plants go into your system. And because of the way they're made and because they're natural, they see something that ain't right. And they reset the code the way it's supposed to be. Same thing with parasites. They get rid of parasites, too. Anyway, so the theater of uh, consciousness was uh, from an initiate number 18, where I talk about that. And uh, if you haven't heard it, you might want to, because, you know, distractions are there for a reason. So I says, well, you do an awful lot of podcasts. Isn't that distracting? No. I said it the other day. I'll say it again right now. I do these podcasts when I do not have other pressing issues that I would rather be taking care of or other commitments that I need to take care of. These podcasts are recorded, they're loaded up, and, and uh, you know, sometimes I drop them as fast as I can. Sometimes I'll hang on to them for a few days. Um, what I've decided with these is that I'll be dropping two of these a day. Hopefully people can keep up. I will literally be dropping two of these a day as every day that I can. There may be some gaps in there because uh, I do have other obligations, but as long as I can record and stay ahead, I will drop two of these a day just to get the information out. But no, podcasts do not distract me from other things. Uh, social media has quit distracting me from other things. I got people who just have to click on Twitter to see what it is, what's on there today. There's people who go on Facebook just to see who liked your posts. I don't give a shit about any of that, y'all. I don't. You know, I'm glad that people are seeing my stuff, and I'm glad that people like what I'm saying or doing. I'm great. Fantastic. Thank you. But that is not priority with me. You know, if that was a priority with me, I'd be monetized and built myself a studio and and had me a green screen behind me and we'd really crank this out. That's not my motivation. You know, I put the buy me a coffee. It's ko-fi.com, Raven Kiefer. So if you uh, want to uh, help me finance my podcast and pay for the stuff that I need, like, uh, you know, buying up extra data to make sure my shows get uploaded, yeah, that's the only thing that I have used that fund, those funds for is to upgrade my data so that I could get podcasts uploaded. I have used $40 of everything that's been donated to me to buy extra data because I use a lot of it doing these podcasts. Um, the rest of it is sitting there, and when I have enough money to do one thing or another, I think what I'm going to do is when I have enough money, I'll buy that laptop. And then the next time I have enough money, I'll buy the audio setup. And uh, then the next time, I'll, I'll, it'll, that's the biggest fee. The biggest fee is the uh, fifteen, or I'm sorry, sixteen hundred dollars I need to get the uh, first year contract and installation done on my satellite internet. 
And yes, it will be hardwired. There will be no Wi-Fi. I will make them run a wire into my house, and they will put a box there for me to plug into because I am not having Wi-Fi. Period. Exclamation point. Um, this one here, I'm just going to kind of go through some stuff for you, all right? So get ready. And you may want to listen to this one a few times. I have no idea. I've got, I'm doing two regular shows now. I was not feeling well yesterday, so Patrick and I are going to record today. And who knows when you'll hear this, but normally Patrick and I record on Monday nights at midnight. So we start recording after midnight. I call it Tuesdays with Patrick. It's a great show, and I enjoy the conversation and the information and the knowledge that we share. And the conversation is good. It's just like sitting with Patrick and I around a fire and listening to us talk about different things, but if you were sitting at a fire with Patrick and I and drinking some coffee or maybe, you know, a beer or whatever your choice of thing is, tea, if you were sitting with us at a fire, that's what you would hear. Jonah and I are a little bit different. Jonah deep dives, which we generally get recorded, you know, Thursdays at some point in time, and it airs on Friday and Saturday. Um, We usually try to get two parts recorded, so you get two, you know, Friday and Saturday. But... Jonah Deep Dives is different. We're going into the historical context and covering a lot of different stuff. That will be on my No Apologies interviews. That's what it's called. Raven Kiefer, No Apologies interviews. Then I have No Apologies Enough Said. That's where these are at. A lot of people just call it No Apologies, but it's actually No Apologies Enough Said, Raven Kiefer. Then I have the Laugh Podcast. That's all I called it, Laugh Podcasts. That is my improv stand-up comedy. Sometimes I have light, light outlines. Or I have something in mind that I want to do. Most of the time, not. But anyway, uh, laugh podcast, Raven Kiefer. If you want something to laugh at, I have things that go from PG, you know, family comedy, talking about, you know, growing up as a kid, being a stunt kid, and, and things like that, all the way, you know, I got PG-13. And I got uh, full-on, you know, adult humor. You would not want to play it for your kids. So, uh, those are my three. Um, if you check me out on YouTube, it's Raven Kiefer. And I have no longer occulted podcasts with lightning bolts around it. And I have podcast updates. Now, sometimes I will put stuff that's not mine in the podcast updates because it's so relevant to uh, things that I have talked about. Most of the time, it'll be in the no longer occulted. But I have so many things in there, you all. If you went to the Raven Kiefer on YouTube, those playlists are priceless. Honestly. Uh, Rudolf Steiner, Manly Hall, uh, Randall Carlson, uh, Jay Widener, uh, Jordan Maxwell. Um, a, a lot of them have been deleted from YouTube. A lot of really good programs have been deleted from YouTube. I got Elders Speak, and it's all the elders talking about different things. Speeches you should hear. Martin Luther King's in there. JFK's in there. Anyway, uh, my whole point here is is my YouTube channel is Raven Kiefer, and there is so much stuff in there that you could spend the next probably three years listening to it and not get all of it. Um, People that I recommend. This is a question, so here we go again, all right? Uh, On YouTube, it's Reality Check. That's Jay Widener's channel. You have the fifth kind, which it has curious little tidbits of information and knowledge, and then it has some things that are eh. But I do pay attention to it. You have Thunderbolts Project. Uh, You've probably heard me mention Boaz Mysteries before. They have full-length translations of the Sumerian tablets and comparisons of the Sumerian tablets to other 
traditions and texts. All right. Now, some of the stuff they put up, I, you know, it is what it is, but um, they have some really good programs. There's one of them that's like five, almost six hours long, and it is a long, long, long translation of the Sumerian tablets. I find it interesting. I've listened to it a few times at like 2x speed. And then you have Can M Missing Project. That's David Polites, uh, the guy who wrote Missing 411. Yeah, Missing 411. But it's called the Can M Missing Project. That's on YouTube. And the reason why I listen to it is because I'm keeping track of where people are disappearing from. And I also enjoy the historical stuff that he does, talking about people going missing, you know, in the early 1900s and late 1800s. I really do enjoy that pattern recognition um you got facts the facts by how to hunt that is steve isdall much respect for the man but he talks about encrypted sightings people actually write in emails to him and he reads them you know some of it is just total bogus bullshit and you'll pick up on that um, some people just write in total fooey but they have the right and it outs them for what they are but there are a lot of emails that are sent to him that are I find interesting. Facts about how to hunt. Steve Isdall. Suspicious observers. That's Ben Davidson. And so are cyclical information. Oppenheimer Ranch Project. That's Diamond. And uh, a lot of good information there. Including current geo uh, geological things. Randall Carlson. Fantastic researcher. Great channel. I have a Randall Carson short clips playlist that I've created to put all these short clips in. Occult rejects and friends, man. Uh, New York Patriot is all over the place. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that, that as a compliment. He's studying killings. He's studying mass murders. He's studying everything, you know, real-life crime. Um, he's got occult stuff on there. He's got uh, tarot stuff on there. I mean, if you... It's a wide variety, which is great for him and great for the people who listen to him. So that's the Occult Rejects and Friends on YouTube. And then you have Greyhorn Pagans Podcast. You, by the way, you can find these people in other places, um, like a, uh, Occult Rejects and Friends, Greyhorn Pagans Podcast, Eerie Skies Podcast, Subconscious Realms. You can find these people all over the place. All right. Then I also have uh, a playlist that is from Leak Project with Rex Bear. The playlist that I created was uh, The Leak Project, Rex Bear with Gerald Clark. I think he's a very important piece of the puzzle. Rest in peace, brother. Um, Gerald Clark playlist, uh, Leak Project, on my YouTube channel. Now, I highly recommend The Leak Project to other people. The stuff that he has, the stuff that Rex has online on YouTube is, is priceless. Some of it's just garbage, but we all run into that. We run into something that eh, it sounds good and it looks good, and we put it out there for people to evaluate. But you know, you find it, eh, you know, some of it makes sense, some of it don't. I'll hang on to it until later. But uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend these people. Then you have Deplorable Nation. That is Deplorable Janet. She's been on with me, and I interviewed her, and I'm going to be on her show on August 1st, I think, she said. Then you have Edge of the Headlights podcast. Man, these guys are old friends, and it is fun to watch them. 
Edge of the Headlights podcast. You can find them on repeater sites. You got Legit Bat podcast. They're on different places. You got Microaggressions podcast. That is Charlie Robinson. Man, the guy's brilliant. He's got a couple of really good books, but Microaggressions podcast. Then you got the Hawk It, Hawk It, H-A-W-K, Hawk, Hawk It podcast. That is Amit. I've been on with him, and I enjoyed the interview, even though he put me in the hot seat. But he has so many different guests and so many different varieties. You can find somebody that you want to listen to. And then you have Weaponized News with Sam Chaney. You'll hear Patrick on Tuesdays, or Tuesdays with Patrick. You'll hear us talk about Sam Chaney and Weaponized News. He has a very wide variety. Then you got the Late Late Horror Show. They're old radio programs. That is on YouTube, you all. It's called the Late Late Horror Show. And all they do is run old radio style shows they've even got the sherlock holmes with basil rath basil rathbone and nigel bruce um but there's something in there for everybody you know there's the shadow nose and um different uh you know uh sleuths and horror and whatever it's all you know mysteries um science fiction Anyway, it's the old radio shows, and I, I enjoy it. You know, I told you you have to take time to enjoy things, take a break and enjoy things. I enjoy listening to the old radio shows. You know, I don't have to watch the screen. I can just listen, and I get a whole story with actors portraying the parts. It's actually kind of fun. Um, then you got Bridge of Doom. That is a theatrical audio book that's being done by a friend of mine. It's called The Bridge of Doom. You can find it by typing in... Harkin Theater, H-E-A-R-K-E-N, Harkin Theater, or just type in the Bridge of Doom, and you will find the RSS feed that that is on, and it is entertaining. It, like I said, you know, I take time to enjoy things, um, but it is a theatrical audio book. It is being acted out like a radio show with voice performers, sound effects, and all. It's 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 a fun little show, and then. Uh, Last but not least, it's Static in the Attic. He's on YouTube. I think he's on other places, too. Any one of these people that I've just listed, you can probably find in other places. But you, you want to know where I go for information or enter, you know, clean entertainment without all the garbage. I've just given you one heck of a list, right? This may not sound like it fits together with the first part of this from an initiate, but um, let's talk about scientific fraud. All right. Scientific fraud, you see it in archaeology, anthropology, ancestral origins, evolution, lifespans, brain pans, you know. Evolution. If we are the most evolved that humanity has ever been, why are our lifespans one-tenth and our brain pans half the, half the size? If you were evolving, wouldn't your lifespan extend by 10% or extend by 1,000%? rather than be re being reduced by 90%. And wouldn't your brain size expand rather than contract? You know, no matter, you talk about virology, you can talk about agribusiness and agri-science. You can talk about archaeology, anthropology, philosophy, ancestral origins of people. No matter what you look at in the science field, you have scientific fraud. Why? Because scientists agree with those who pay them the most. That's what science has become. There is no scientific method anymore. 
And the reason why I bring this up is because I have a whole list of people that I will recommend to you for other things. Michael Cremo. There are uh, literally hundreds of interviews with Michael Cremo. It's C-R-E-A-M-O. Michael Cremo, C-R-E-A-M-O. And all you have to look up is Forbidden Archaeology. The man is a genius. He presents things that you will not hear anywhere else. The reason why it's called Forbidden Archaeology is because he points out things that completely break the mythology that is called archaeology today. You know, one of my favorite examples, <laughs> one of my favorite examples is the pyramid was a tomb. There were never any bodies found inside of it. The king's tomb was not inside the pyramids. It was over in the king's graveyard, the king's, the, the cemetery. It was not in the pyramid. Um, anyway, Michael Cremo, Forbidden Archaeology. Then you have Lloyd Pye, L-L-O-Y-D. Pi, P-Y-E. He studied the human genome and the human's bone structure and other things. But if you can find one of his presentations, he'll just floor you. Um, rest in peace. But Lloyd Pi, P-Y-E. Then you have Eric Von Donegat. I know a lot of people have heard of him. And look, I'll be the first one to tell you there are things that Eric Von Donegat says that I discount. Like he says, this was all done by aliens. No, he doesn't. The fact that people will put that in his mouth just ticks me the hell off. He talks about an ancient culture, an ancient civilization that was technological, technologically superior, or at least as advanced as we are. He says, you know, if it wasn't us, it had to be somebody else, but was it us? He asked questions. Your job was to find the answers. I have never, never thought that we have had alien interactions with humanity. I go back to the old word extraterrestrial. That means beyond the earth that we know. That means that this place is either larger than we are led to believe and there are lands beyond the ice walls or there are people who are interdimensional but still part of this place. Their place is just at a different frequency than ours. Um, but Eric Von Donegan will ask questions, and if you study him and listen to him, he will ask questions and show you things that will break the indoctrination and the education that you've had, because you cannot answer the questions. Mario Bildreps is another one that I'll name later, but I'll name him now. Jordan Maxwell, all right? Uh, linguistic manipulation and historical manipulation of linguistics and translations. Gary Wayne, he has interviews all over the internet and different podcasters. It misrespect respect for the man. Um, Sadhguru and others, I mean, they have much to contribute to the conversation um, that can positively affect your perspective on things. You know, people say, well, you know, Sadhguru is just a mouthpiece. That's true. So is the, uh, so is the uh, Dalai Lama, just a mouthpiece. If you discount his political and discount his other things, though, and you listen to the wisdom that they actually share, you can find things that are useful to you and will change your perspective in a positive way. Um, then you have uh, 
Boaz Mysteries with the Sumerian tablets I've already mentioned. You have Velikovsky. You don't have to agree with Velikovsky 100%. You absolutely do not. But it's worth listening to. Then you have Samael Wards. S-A-M-A-E-L. Samael. Samael. S-A-M-A-E-L. Ward. W-O-E-R. W-O-E-R. Samael Ward. Speaks Spanish most of the time, but there are English portions of his presentations and there are unfortunately you'd have to look at your stream but there are translations that you can read my whole point here is Samael War back in his day was a fount of information and knowledge and you have Mario Bildreps B-U-I-L-D-R-E-P-S he is on YouTube and if you watch his YouTube videos I got a couple of his playlists in my YouTube playlists um it will wake you up. Then you have the Bach Saga. B-O-C-K. Bach Saga. I actually have that playlist on YouTube. I think it would floor people to listen to it. Um, and then you also have the Rig Vedas and the Upanishads. You can listen to them. You don't have to read them. You can get the audiobooks of the Rig Vedas and the Upanishads. Um, along with a lot of other things. A lot of other things. Um... Now, I'm going to drop this in here since we're talking about scientific fraud and historical fraud. The mystery schools and the esoteric schools. And I said, oh, the mystery schools, you know, it's like the Templars and the Freemasons. And yeah, there is some of that. There is the esoteric within those organizations. But the thing about it is, is the mystery schools and the esoteric schools have continued in the face of total destruction for at least the last 3,000 years, probably closer to six. Everywhere the Phoenicians, Canaanites, etc., etc., whatever name you want to use, the Roman Empire, the Roman, Holy Roman Empire, um, anywhere these people went, they have tried to destroy knowledge. Yet the mystic, the mystery schools and the esoteric schools have survived, hidden away, passed down sometimes from one person to the next, no real order, no real initiates, just one person speaking the knowledge to another person so that it would be preserved and not hidden away from everyone. And when the time has come, these mystery and esoteric schools have, have arisen and have espoused what they, what they knew. Rudolf Steiner is a very good example of someone espousing esoteric school knowledge or mystery school knowledge, however you want to talk about it. Manly Hall is another very good example. Now, you don't have to take it all 100%, but you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater either. The fact that these esoteric and mystery schools keep resurfacing over time and keep getting stomped out with their leaders or the mouthpiece, the, the main mouthpieces being poisoned or assassinated or mysteriously dying should tell you something. They do not want this stuff out because they want to, it to remain occulted from most people and part of their esoteric traditions. However, you'll see the mystery schools, the esoteric schools mixed in and interwoven into many, many things, especially today's events, all right? Let me give you a very, very good example. Um, most people know who Brinkman Fry, uh, Bankman Fried was. I don't think that's his name. Think about it inverted. It's a fried bankman. But anyway, I don't think that's his real name. I think it was a way to launder money to a greater purpose that they have intended for their survival. Because if you look at the STX funding and spending, 
Bankman Fried, or whoever was actually running the company, was trying to rally enough money together through laundering in order to buy some Pacific Islands. Well, if you go back to the Lemurian project of the 40s, 50s, and 60s, into the 70s even, the Lemurian project said that they needed to buy land in the Pacific because that's how you would survive the cataclysm that was coming. So it all comes back to the cataclysm cycles. The uh, esoteric and mystic orders and the other orders like the Templars, you know, Templars like the Rosicrucians and Masons and what have you. It's all about getting to that point and surviving with your power intact. Just like the Romans spread out so that they could have their power intact in order to create the Holy Roman Empire. Just like the Phoenicians spread out to all the continents because they knew it was coming. I'm just saying. Um, just like the Templars spread out all over the world when they knew that things were coming. But anyway, so what you end up with is uh, somehow there's a connection to the esoteric and mystery schools because Bankman Fried, the Fried Bankman, was using STX to try to buy Pacific Islands. And it ties into the Lemurian project, you know, surviving the cataclysm. So uh, where have I spoke of the Lemurians before? Lemurian battle during World War II between non-essential naval personnel and the lava tubes going in to try to hunt Japanese soldiers. They went into the lava tubes and found bones and then had a shootout with something that had a much more advanced weapon but was also a cannibal. And the guys, several of the reports said, well, you know, they're Lemurians. I couldn't tell you if that was bogus uh Department, you know, military intelligence or, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, there's no way for me to tell you if that was a legitimate report, but when you get multiple reports like that from multiple militaries of encounters with things inside lava tubes in the Pacific that were cannibalistic and attacked the people who were in there looking for the Japanese soldiers who were found dead, eaten, um, or partially eaten, but still dead. Um, it lends to the idea of the Lemurian project wanting Pacific Islands that had volcanic events, inactive volcanic events, so they could survive. I don't know how you're going to survive because you have, you know, all this uh, electromagnetic energy set, setting off uh, volcanoes and earthquakes and filling these old magma channels with these old lava tubes with magma again. So I really don't know how that's going to be beneficial to anybody. But it is something to point out to you that the, you know, people can say whatever they want about me being a mystic. They can say whatever they want about me doing recordings that say from an initiate. But when you see a pattern in the past and a pattern currently, plus reports from you know almost a century ago of battles inside the lava tubes, and then you find out that Bankman Fried, with all his lundered money, is trying to buy Pacific Islands connected to the Lemurian Project ideologies. It tells you that the esoteric and the occult, the mystery schools, the esoteric schools, are still on somebody's mind, even if it's not yours. They are making a calculated risk. And they're hedging their bets with all the you know, dummies that they're planning on crawling down into. Um, they're trying to hedge their bets against the population after the Ice Age. 
And I go back to what I said about the Morlocks. Yeah. What they described during World War II being in those lava tubes. The first thing that came to mind for me were the Morlocks of the, the time machine story. That being said, I have covered everything I'm going to cover in this one. And uh, my hand and I favor nothing, missing nothing, broken nothing, absent from your lives that are needed. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.